Welcome to That's Good Sports, I'm Brandon. I'm thinking about changing my name to Chimney Sweep, or Leech Collector, or Gandy Dancer Perna. With guys like Baker, Gardner, and Mason, all playing QB in the NFL, I think this is the best way for me to fit in with their old-timey worker names. Of course, I could be Gandy dancing for a million years before making a modern-day Baker's salary. The one job I definitely don't want is that of the Mason which is by far the most dangerous of the three. Mason has been cleared and allowed to go home after suffering a vicious shot to the face in the Steelers game. So that's positive news. I'll have more on that in a bit. Plus the dirty dirtbag himself, Richie Incognito's stupid cheap shots. There were 10 morning games this NFL Sunday, a nightmare for most football fans, but a perfect morning of red zone for those suffering from the worst kind of attention deficit disorder. I'll start dancing. Yeah, we all knew Gruden has ADD, but add possible seizures to the list of his medical conditions. Let's power through the morning games of the best and worst of the NFL. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket or ping pong and everything in between. It's super simple to sign up and it is free. Sports.axios.com. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up for free at sports.axios.com. The Eagles thrash the Jets 31-6. Sam Darnold does not want to die, and that is why he did not play this weekend. And he had a lot of people offering their help. I want to make sure that I'm safe out there um, and that, you know, I'm not going to die. And uh, Come with me if you want to live. You know, I'm not going to die. And uh, Come with me if you want to live. I'm not going to die. Come with me if you want to live. Uh, Carson Wentz uses an audible called... Pretty sure he's talking about Milhouse from The Simpsons, which is code for Richard Milhouse Nixon, which means a run to the right. (laughs) The NFL is so easy to figure out. The Jets went 34 possessions between scoring drives this season. Uh, Quarterback Luke Falk was sacked nine times in this game. Sorry, ten times. Three alone by Brandon Graham. The Eagles also had two defensive touchdowns, accounting for 14 of Philly's 31 points, and one of those... Orlando Skandrick just took the ball from Luke Falk's hands and ran it back the other way. Definitely one of the most disrespectful things I've seen on a football field. The good news for the Jets is this should be the last game without Sam Darnold, assuming he follows his new team rules. No kissing girls, no comic books after 10, and no turning the ball over until your fucking bed is made. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in 11 meetings if you can believe that. Even in the most famous clash between birds and jets, the plane landed safely in the Hudson. A real cat fight here. Jags lose to the Panthers, though. 
Christian McCaffrey goes by the nickname Run CMC, but should consider changing it to Fly CMC after flipping into the end zone for the Panthers' first score. Do the Panthers even need any other offensive players other, other than Christian McCaffrey? Lost in the legend of Gardner Minshew is that Jacksonville has found a great receiver and rookie DJ Shark. Shark! God damn it. I don't know if Kyle Allen is better than Cam Newton, but I do know Gardner Minshew is better than everyone in the NFL, even in a loss. Two touchdowns, zero picks, and 374 passing yards for Beowulf. Leonard Fournette had another 100-yard game for the Jags, giving him 320 rushing yards in the last two games, the most in the AFC. Only problem is he was the second-best running back in this game. McCaffrey had 176 yards on the ground. That's almost 9.5 yards per carry, 61 yards receiving, and a total of three touchdowns. Right now, he's the best back in the league, and if he keeps playing like this, he's a potential MVP. And goddammit, do I wish he was on the Denver Broncos. Panthers have now won three in a row with Kyle Allen, putting them at second place in the NFC South. But again, compared to Gardner Minshew, he can barely be considered a person, let alone an NFL QB. The Vikings win 28-10 over the Giants this week. All the Vikings receivers admitted they hate playing football for Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer, which motivated Cousins to throw the ball well because nothing is more important to Kirk than being liked. And each passing week brings Dave Gettleman vindication as Danny Coin Currency keeps dropping Sacagawea dollars into the end zone. Well, except this week, of course. Danny Dimebag's defense gave up a buck 32 to Dalvin Cook, 306 to Cousins in the air, and four Dan Bailey field goals, plus a safety. New York's backup running back, Wayne Gallman, had to leave this game with a concussion. So the Giants were down to Jonathan Hillman and Elijah Penny, which surprisingly does not convert to Danny Dimes. Also, I assure you, those are real NFL players. So the Giants' two-game win streak comes to an end. Everything is good in Minnesota again, and Stefan Diggs says he wants to be a Viking. Until the next time they play a primetime game. Give credit to Kirk Cousins for taking one on the chin and beating a quality defense like... Oh, yeah, the Giants. Texans 53, Falcons 32. Oh boy, Texans fans wanted Bill O'Brien to be fired just moments into this game, which is a reminder of why fans shouldn't be allowed to make football decisions. Sort of like you don't want your head coach making GM decisions until they score 53 points in a game. If there's any team that will wonder if their extremely talented players will disappear from week to week, it's the Falcons. The Falcons are paying Devonta Freeman uh, $6.75 million for what feels like 1.8 yards per carry, and Vic Beasley $12.8 million for playing patty cake with whichever right tackle he's going up against that week. And he's not even good at that game. I'm telling you, Beasley, you gotta play jacks, man. Gotta play jacks or hopscotch. That's where you shine. The internet has shown that Falcon fans are definitely done after not tightening up. That might be a different fan base. And getting 50 burgered by a team that took five games to score a first quarter touchdown. No worries, Atlanta. You appear to be more of a soccer town anyway, and there's no fucking way a team can lose by 21 in soccer. I do have a favor, Houston Media. Please keep asking Deshaun Watson to mansplain football to all of us. And then they played Diamond 2 and popped out. Um, so they did a lot of different things. Low in the red zone, they played, we call it zero rats, where it's, it's no safety in the middle, and that rat defender, which is 37, double hop, 
I would love to see Deshaun Watson break down the Dan Quinn firing when it inevitably happens with the same great detail. Buccaneers lose to the Bridgewater Saints 31-24. Teddy Bridgewater, everyone's favorite cartoon bear sent to save the city of New Orleans from global warming, passed for four touchdowns against the Bucs this weekend. And what did Bucks head coach Bruce Arians think about that? Yeah, he he no, he yeah, he hated it. He fucking hated it. Teddy Bridgewater deserves free drinks for life in New Orleans after this performance. Wait, wait, no, no, don't do that. I forgot New Orleans is a city with a big drinking problem, and I want to see Teddy Bridgewater survive into next week. He's the hero the NFL needs right now. The one positive of the day for the Bucks is that they have the best older brother in the NFL, Daniel Fells, scoring touchdowns. At least that's what it looked like when my older brother would rip the Super Nintendo controller out of my hands right before I'd beat the boss on the last level of Zelda. And by older brother, I mean smaller, younger sister. The Saints win and are now 3-0 without, uh, uh, what's, what's, what's his name? Uh, the guy who was maybe involved in a pyramid scheme went to Purdue. Hugh Free, no, Stu Sneed, no. Ah, Drew Trees, we miss you in New Orleans. Bills beat the Titans 14 to seven. Titans home games are always away games. People need to remember, basically everyone is still huddled in bed on Sunday mornings, nursing hangovers from watching the SEC use the Vols as their own personal porn site. And not the free kind the kind you need a password for where bad things happen to good people. The kind of things that would cause Mike Vrabel's mustache to suck itself inside its nose so it didn't have to watch. The kinds of things that are extended cuts of scenes like this from Bill's Mafia. Josh Allen was doing his best Patrick Mahomes or week one Lamar Jackson impression right up until the moment where he needed to complete the pass 90 yards downfield to a wide open receiver. Josh, your heart's in the right place, my friend, but you're supposed to throw the ball to the open guy on your team 90 yards down the field. That's where you're not landing this impression, but nice win. Titans kicker, Cairo Santos, uh, Egypt's bastard son, missed four field goals in this game. That had nothing to do, though, with the Texans losing by uh, seven, seven points. Mike Vrabel was criticized on Twitter for attempting a 54-yard field goal with the kicker who had already missed three kicks. Honestly, I don't have the balls to criticize Mike Vrabel. Good call, Mike. Good call, Mike. Cardinals get a win, 26-23 over the Bengals. 30 minutes before this game started, there were about 23 fans in the stands ready to watch the battle of inverse Goliaths. He may be David in stature, but Kyler Murray rushed for his second big touchdown of the season. Kyler also used his legs to get the cards into field goal range at the end of the game, giving Arizona their first win, and more importantly, allowing Cliff Kingsbury to lord that tie over the other rookie head coaches like Vic Fangio, who also won this weekend. The Patriots win a real, real close one, 33-7 in Washington. There was a report this week that said Jay Gruden didn't want Dwayne Haskins, but he was forced to adopt him because his partner, Dan Snyder, really wanted a new QB. And that's why I support NFL abortions. There's a lot of adopted dads out there that are worse than never being alive. Jay Gruden is the worst adopted dad I can imagine next to 
Bill O'Brien, Bill Belichick, or Bill Parcells. Anyone named Bill, really. I'd rather be community raised by Bill's mafia than any of those dicks. I mean, Bill's. The Patriots did sign Young Hoku to the practice squad this week. Once Robert Kraft is legally allowed to be within 300 yards of a Young Ho again, he should be moved to the active roster. And Mike Nugent missed his first PAT, so keep an eye on that. The Pats had only given up one touchdown heading into this game, but in Washington, nothing ever makes sense, and the Skins took an early 7-0 lead on a Steven Sims end around. Tom Brady is playing like shit again, (laughs) throwing a red zone pick for the second week in a row. First time he's done that since 2015. How long will Bill Belichick put up with this shit from Tom Brady? I can't believe Tom Brady didn't prepare for the skin tangibles. This week, nothing but skin tangibles. The Redskins are a desperate team. Well, the second half of that statement makes sense. Ravens, 26-23 in overtime over the Steelers because of overtime. Lamar Jackson became the first player in NFL history to have video evidence of him hitting a woman's surface and not be disciplined by the league. The Ravens continued the NFL's hottest trend, tight ends hurtling dudes. Mark Andrews is way too young to do this, which is why he will finish his career as the leader in every tight end category. Now running the Wildcat offense is the last act of a desperate team, and the Steelers are more desperate than literally any show that gets canceled by Netflix after two seasons. Save us. Save us, Amazon Prime. You're our only hope now. Anything but Crackle or Philo, whatever the fuck that is. Now, Mason Rudolph was knocked out cold on what was his most impressive play of his career so far. I mean, he escapes pressure, keeps his eyes downfield, completes the pass, and then pays for it. This was a really scary moment in the game. He did stand up wearing a helmet that can't be regulation. Then Rudolph walked off the field. Yes, because he's a badass, but mostly because the fucking medical cart was broken. Welcome to Pittsburgh, where Antonio Brown literally broke every nice thing we have ever, ever had. I have also never agreed with a single thing Dan Fouts has ever said, mainly because I don't trust people with beards. But in this assessment, he is correct. This is amazing. Collie actually hit him in the waist, and his arms just went down to his knees. Never, ever make it look like you're filleting a quarterback if you want to win. Sorry, Steelers fans, but until you get screwed by two roughing the passer calls in the fourth quarter that cost you wins, you get no sympathy from a Broncos fan. Also, Marlon Humphrey punching the ball out of Juju Smith-Schuster's hands in overtime is a hell of a play. Totally makes everybody forget how stupid it was for Mike Tomlin to defer. Ah, yes, so that's nice. So we go to London for the Raiders a win, a 24, a 21, a Stark, a.k.a. Sophie Turner, was at the game, which turned out to be pretty bad luck for the Bears. Her obsessive stalker, Littlefinger, tempted the weak soul that is Richie Incognito, who just a few minutes into the game started taking cheap shots. Not the kind you buy girls at the bar, the kind that remind you he is a shitbag that shouldn't be in the league. Are the Raiders actually good? I don't know, but they might be. 
Actually, wait, since Sansa Stark was at the game, let's call Chase Daniel Tyrion Lannister for this bad football analysis. Chicago has a killer defense, but when you start Peter Dinklage at quarterback, you have offensive weaknesses. Sure, he may be an award-winning actor capable of slaying dragons, killing ice zombies, not having sex with his sister, but he doesn't know shit about zone defense. But he also has bigger hands than Kyle Allen. I guess Derek Carr forgot to convert handoff from standard to metric in his head. (laughs) Missing an easy pitch to your running back is exactly what you get for America's refusal to conform, Derek. Credit Oakland, though, for apparently winning the Khalil Mack trade because Khalil Mack did not prevent the Raiders from scoring with less than two minutes left to play in the game to take a late lead making them the team least worthy of having a winning record in the NFL right now. Now, I have no idea how many kilometers per hour John Gruden convulses at, but my ignorance is still better than Brexit. USA! USA! And those are your morning football games. I'll have the rest of the games up today, Monday, tomorrow, whenever the fuck you watch this video. They come out Monday, including my Broncos getting their victory. Yes. Big thanks to at WillKey6 and at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me with the writing in this episode. Make sure you follow them on Twitter. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.